Kelly here with Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers, and you're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. I certainly am, and thank you so much there, the legendary John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard for another hour of music and all kinds of good stuff, including chat with some wonderful musicians, artists who are going to be with us in just a few minutes. First, we have our, our opening number. We always have a different tune, not related to the rest of the show, and we found that uh, your listeners are really enjoying that. We've got a good one for you this week. Previous guests on the show, previous V. David Bowers Awards winners, the Smith Sisters, along with the Sunday Drivers. They're doing, uh, well, this is the third in a series of tunes they have done with one of their Sunday Drivers by the name of Pat Hannon. I'll give you a listen to it right now. It's called, I Could Quit You in a Minute. around your finger Some might even think I'm a fool But I know I'd quit you in a minute For just a minute Cause I'm busy loving you I know I'd quit you in a minute just right now, I don't have the time. I know I'd put you in a minute. Minute you let go of this heart of mine. I quit you in a minute, this I Just a Wouldn't be in it. 
here just a minute. Probably think I'm wrapped around your finger. I could quit you in a minute. Smith Sisters and Sunday Drivers featuring Pat Hannah. Now, I should explain to those of you who aren't familiar with the Smith Sisters, the Sunday Drivers is not just their backup band, the band they work with. In fact, it can be it can be singers. They even consider well, guys like you and me, John, who play their music as part of the Sunday Drivers. So that means you, the listeners, are also part of the Sunday Drivers. So every time you hear Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers, count yourself in as part of the band. Smith Sisters and Sunday Drivers are trying to bring family-friendly, wholesome American roots music into the homes and venues across America and around the world. And the sisters tell true, fun, hilarious stories. If you've listened on the show, we've played some of their tunes, and uh, it can be stories about their childhood right up through their, their current day and age, about their families. It's really lifetime in America, Americana roots, just heartwarming tales that'll well, they'll just sort of warm their way into your heart, and usually the music is an earbug that's going to stick with you, too. Don't you agree, John Bon Jovial? I absolutely do agree, David. I like this song. I, I just, I really like everything that Kelly and the sisters and the Sunday drivers do, but this one in particular I really like because it's really very traditional, uh, hardcore country music. It, it, it's not some... Guy, look at me, I'm a country singer because I'm wearing a cowboy hat kind of country. I mean, this is good country and Western music. And uh, I just love the fact that these folks are keeping this music alive. And it just gets better and better with each release that they have. And you brought up a very interesting point there that I have wondered about for a long time. The, the disappearance of the Western part of country western it's all country music and i'm thinking you know western music was good in its own right and shouldn't be forgotten and i'm wondering if we will see the day soon where some artist or group of artists will uh, step into that void and bring back true american western music i would love to see that happen i'm a big fan of it i listen uh, to willie's roadhouse on sirius uh, xm radio and of course you mm -hmm. hear a lot of that but on the weekends particularly on sunday afternoons they do feature western swing and it's just really something to behold it's good good music it, right and the the straight western not necessarily the swing like the uh, sons of the pioneers for one thing who well, they, uh, they gave us a few other stars along the way. Some guy by the name of Leonard Sly, who became Roy Rogers. And uh, Festus from Gunsmoke was one of the uh, Sons of the Pioneers after Roy. So, yep. Uh, yep, yeah, there's, right. a, there's a treasure trove of Western Americana that I, I'd like to see uh, brought back to life. Uh, right now, we're going to have to get to our first guest, or we're going to have to bring her back to life because she's sitting there very patiently listening to us chatter away here. Let's bring her on. Her name is Amory Shea. She's going to be joining us in just a few minutes right after you listen to Voltage.
I can't, re- I can't forget how I was blown away the first time I heard that song. Emery, I don't know where you got it from, but you really belted out that song. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was When I heard that, that was the first time. You know, you, your music is sweet and listenable, and I mean that in the, in the kindest sense. I'm not putting you down. It's, it's beautiful. And your voice, you know how to use your voice. And boy, did you ever prove it when you did this thing? Because I sat there and I looked and I said, wait a minute, have I got the right person here? <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to admit to you, I often will stumble on your name because I, I don't know. I think it's because when I see it, I'm thinking America, which would mean I would Andrew. say your name like America. And instead of America, yeah. you know, I just mess up your name and I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, I can't get them all that's right. Completely, that's completely fine. Every single person I think I've ever met always either says it Amera or actually says America. So <laughs> you're well, one up all over America. So. <laughs> it is one one good thing that you could say about it is it makes people stop and think about your name, which is good because <laughs> when they think about it, they remember you. And that's, you know, as any any advertising person who writes commercials will tell you that's the most important thing. Get the people to think about it and they'll remember it. So uh, they're going to remember you there and they'll probably remember me as one of the ones who can't say your name. But anyway, (laughs) how have you been since you were here last? I've been good. Um, Everything's going well health-wise now uh, after that scare. Um, My music is getting uh release some more I'm writing some more songs uh hopefully we'll sing another one soon uh, we won't talk about that right now <laughs> <laughs> well i know you i you just came through a uh, spell there they're having a, a heat wave down there in texas and you went what nine into the tenth day without any electricity yes sir oh yes, my sir. gosh i I I grew up in upstate New York a long time ago before air conditioning was, you know, normal for everybody. It was a luxury back then. And so I grew up without air conditioning. And I can remember, you know, 80 gets up near 90. Boy, that is really sweltering. But what you just went through, that that is unreal. It's, it's hard to believe. I, if I lived there, I wouldn't. I mean, when that hit and I didn't have electricity, I'd have been down the road looking for some place that had some coolness. That's that is uh, that was terrible. I I commend you for getting through that. That's not easy. Now I know well, you're using. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I thankfully have a best friend that was willing to let me stay the whole nine days with her. But my mom and my grandpa stayed here and suffered through that. So. <laughs> oh gosh, well, but, I'm happy for you. And uh, it's wonderful to have friends like that. But I really feel for your mom and your grandpa. That was uh, that was a uh, an ordeal, I'm sure. And as I started to say, your music is, as you say, is really going strong. It's making some good, strong inroads. You're getting plays all over the place. And uh, you have just signed up 
with uh, Saltergan Universal, and uh, Phyllis down there is a good friend of ours and has directed yeah. several acts to us. How do you feel about working with Phyllis? I feel really great about it. I've been with her for just over a year now, uh, and I just signed to their new record label through uh, Sony Orchard, a uh, major uh, record distribution group, and I'm really excited about that also. Oh, definitely. I'm excited for you. And, yes, we have been talking uh, with Phyllis and Bruce about their uh, their new reorganization and this uh, this thing they got going on. And I know there's there's some more announcements coming, but they do. They have basically, as I understand it from talking with them, they have everything that an artist needs from management, promotion, record label, distribution, everything, all under one roof. Yes, sir. And that's got to be wonderful for you to sign with a group like that that uh, you're already familiar with and uh, you know how their management works. And uh, that's that's got to be a real good feeling for you. Yes, sir, definitely. I'm very excited for this next step forward. Well, we are excited for you and uh, definitely want you to keep in touch. Let us know what's going on there as, uh, you know, as the steps unfold and your progress moves on. Uh, we're really excited to see where you're going because I'm sure you're going a long way. John Bon Jovial, you're sitting there altogether too quiet. I know I know you've got something on your mind. <laughs> well, Amory, first of all, am I saying it right? Amory? Yes, sir. Oh, good. <laughs> see, I can do it better than you can, Dan. You just had to do that, didn't you? <laughs> I had to. Yes, I had to. Uh, Amory, welcome back. It has been entirely too long since you've been on the show with us, and I'm glad that you know, the, the health scare is behind you and that, yes. that life goes on. And I, you know, I can sympathize with you on the nine days without electricity because uh, all about six or so years ago when we got hit with Hurricane Irma here in southwest Florida, uh, we had no power for two and a half weeks, and that was just yeah, wow. the most awful thing because it was up in the 90s and humidity and mosquitoes and yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but as far as you know, as far as voltage is concerned, I mean, really, the main thing that I can say about that is, damn lady, you got some pipes on you. That was just great. I mean, you built that thing out, and it's like I'm listening to that, and I don't even know in my prime if I could have done that without falling over. So, and 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 you know, you hit the you hit the notes. You're on key. You got it. It's just it's beautiful. It really is. You just do Thank such you. a gorgeous job on that song, and I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could classify this as rock or pop rock or adult contemporary or soft contemporary, but I see this being able to be played on um, terrestrial radio, and, and I can see you getting mileage with it. Um, I, I'm not, again, I'm not sure quite how to classify it. How would you classify it, and what, what were your thoughts on that? Um, to me, it's Leaning more towards the pop rock area, but more towards rock. But uh, 
Yes. Is this your composition? Is this? Did you write this? Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> it, it gets even better. better oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, John Bon Jovi. Amory, you don't mind if I let the little uh, secret of your recent occasion out of the bag? Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I want I wanted to be sure before I said anything, John. When you uh, when you stop to think about Amory and what she's done, the music, her singing, uh, her writing, and all of these things that are overwhelming, you should know that she just turned eighteen about a week ago. <laughs> Good grief. Okay. I mean, you're 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 writing this music. You're singing this music. You are producing the direction of this music, like you're, you know, maybe 30. Like you've got some mileage under your belt as far as getting this kind of thing done. So you have, you've got to have some really good influences in your life because what you're doing is not unusual for somebody older, but for somebody as young as you are. Uh, I don't know what to say other than the fact that uh, like wow. she's like when she's 21. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what she's like when she's 21. I I, want to hear what you're going to sound like when you be, when you turn 40 and you're a seasoned veteran. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. You you, you definitely got so much going for you. I'm really happy for you. What have you got on the table? What's coming up in the near future for you? Planning on releasing some new music. Uh, I have the Josie's coming up uh, soon. I'm really excited about that. I'm nominated for five this year, which is the most nominations I've ever had for the Josie Awards. And also I'm nominated for nine at the uh, Fair Play uh, Music Awards in Holland this year. Hmm. Are you going to be going over to Holland? Not this year. I wish I could, but... Well, that's something to look forward to, and being up for the awards is a, is such an honor in itself. And talking about your music, we do have a newer track that we're going to be playing uh, after we finish talking with you here. But uh, it sounds like you not only have not only have plans, you have good direction, and are headed in the right direction. And so far, from all we've seen and heard, there's nothing there that would dispute that possibility. I. Uh, I'm just so happy that you get to come and share with us. Don't forget, we have that uh, page on Facebook, the uh, music groups page, where you can post up what you're doing, new releases, uh, your awards that you're nominated for, and when you win the awards, whatever you've got with your music life that you want to share with your fans and followers, post it up there, and we'll pick it up and share it with the other pages where we post too. So that's a, a good way for getting your name out there. We try to help you every way we can. Now, before we run out of time, we have two things. We want to talk about the song that's coming up, but I also want to give you a chance to tell the folks how they can follow you online, contact you, and of course, most important, how can they get your music? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm on all social media pretty much under Amory Shea Music, and uh, you can find me uh, on all your favorite streaming platforms under Amory Shea. Uh, that's A-M-E-R-I for Amory and S-H-A-Y-E for Shea. 
<laughs> very good. And uh, you, you you did that like a pro too. You you just have natural pro talents. You're you're a natural. I mean, come on now. Now before, as I said, we don't want to run out of time. So I want to give you time while we have it to talk about this next tune we're going to play from the outside. Yes, sir. From the Outside is a song that I wrote kind of about some personal experiences that I've had. Um, It's about domestic, mental, emotional abuse. Uh, I, unfortunately, me and my mom were in that situation um, for a good portion of my life, and we got out a few years ago. Um, it's coming from the perspective of the people being abused, wondering what people see looking in from the outside of that situation and, uh, wondering if they see what's actually going on or if they just see this happy, perfect family. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. And, uh, First, let me express my uh, my sympathy and condolences for what you've gone through, whatever it was. I know that you're just you're talking about it says that it was you know it was really something that affected you. Probably you'll carry it with you the rest of your life. But it sounds like you've got a handle on it and that you are dealing well with it. The fact that you're able to express this and the emotions that you've just said in this song uh, says a lot for both your ability and your process of getting past that. John, you wanted to add something? Well, I can empathize. Um, It's probably a, well, it is a totally different situation, but myself personally, you know, we're going through some rather tough times in uh, uh, my family, uh, immediate family, with uh, health issues that uh, are getting progressively worse that have no cure, unfortunately, so I go about being the, you know, the, the proverbial male pillar of strength uh, around the family. And uh, but when I'm by myself, you know, it's I try not to, but you, you can't help but break down sometimes. So I kind of get that. And, and, and I think being able to talk about it is cathartic. It is a way for you to, I don't know, relieve a lot of the stress that goes along with being a caregiver, um, being uh, somebody that offers support for your mother. Your mother offers support to you. Uh, but I'm sure that in, you know, your private times, uh, it it's kind of difficult to keep it together from time to time. So I do understand that, and I admire you for going through it, and I also admire you for using it as an inspiration for your music as well. And if it can help just one or two people out there, three people, whatever, if it can help one person, then you've done what we'd say in in, in Yiddish, you've done a mitzvah, you've done a good thing. Exactly. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I feel for you and your mom and wish you all the very best because I, you know, I haven't had to experience that, but I know people who have. 
so I can have a little bit of an appreciation for those types of situations. And you are just one amazing talent. Uh, I'm sure your mom and Grim have to be so proud of you because of what you're doing in spite of all these, you know, little speed bumps that you've had to overcome. Uh, you're an amazing talent, and uh, we are just so happy and proud that you come here and visit us on the David Bowers Awards. Yes, Sarah. As always, thank you for having me, uh, and I can't wait to hopefully be back again talking to y'all. <laughs> well, we look forward to that as well. Um, we always, you know, we've, we've been very fortunate here on the David Bowers Awards. We have had some wonderful guests. I don't think we've ever had a guest on here that I wouldn't invite back, and uh, <laughs> many of many of them call us and uh, want to come back, and that's probably the highest praise we can have is when an artist says, hey, I've got a new album coming out and I want to be on your show or something like that. Uh, it says that, uh, you know, they like what we're doing, and that makes that makes it all worthwhile because that's what we're here for, really, to help artists like yourself advance their careers, take the next steps up the ladder. And uh, the greatest thing that we have is being able to watch it happen and see where artists like yourself go. And we're looking forward to following you and your career as you advance because you're going to go a long way. And we're really proud that you spend time with us. want to thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to try to say your name again, Amory Shea. All right. Did I get it right? Yes, sir. Great. <laughs> I knew if I kept trying, I'd get it right one time or another. Amory Shea, thank you so much for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is with From the Outside. Maybe I was never in love. Maybe I would feel different if you had said I was I thought you could have been the one All our history and still you kept your love to yourself You just wanted validation, you don't do appreciation Hard for me to run when you words make me stand still Insults and allegations, you don't have the time or patience To learn to love and you don't know how to feel Shell. Should've known that it was no use 
from the outside, Amory Shea. Thank you so much, Amory, for spending time with us here today. Ladies and gentlemen, always look forward to your comments, questions, whatever, at david at thedavidbowers.com. Next, we have a young lady by the name of Tess Posner, who has some really interesting music and, like Amory, some great stories to tell. So let's give a listen right now to Black Clouds. Here's Tess Posner. Sitting by the ocean, blue coat not keeping me warm, blue sky all around me, inside a gathering storm, gold light on the water, but I could see only gray, the hours stretching for days.
Black Clouds. That's Tess Posner, and here she is to talk with us right now. Tess, come on in and say hello. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Oh, great to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and spend some time with us. You have a fascinating story, and I know we're not going to be able to get to all of it today. But first, let's talk about the song we just heard. Tell us about Black Clouds. Yeah, so Black Clouds is a single that I just released in April of this year, and it's really meant to reach people who are going through a dark time, maybe depression or just a difficult time in their life where they feel like it's just something that keeps going on and on, and it feels like these black clouds. But it starts out pretty dark, and it kind of builds into this hopeful message about you know, nothing lasts forever, you will get through this, and there's kind of the spring is on the other side of these black clouds. Um, so that was my intention with writing it, and yeah, it's just a couple couple months out. Well, Tess, you have a fascinating background, and Black Cloud is, to me, kind of typical of the music that you have been doing, or at least that I have heard so far. As I told John before the show, to not think of it as the music is the message because the message is in the lyric. How do you create the music that you put with your lyric? Because your lyrics are so in-depth, and I know you put some thought into the music behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think for this um, song and for this, all the music that's coming out this year is part of my upcoming EP, which I'm really excited to release later this year. Um, but I really wanted to have, I call it cinematic pop music. Um, because, like, as you said, the lyrics are so important and they tell a story. They really try to center the person in a particular scene um, and t take them through a journey. And so I think for that reason, there's a lot of orchestral elements that build and sort of reminiscent of maybe a movie or a film score where it starts out maybe a little bit slower with just like minimal elements. So in this song, we had very sparse kind of piano and synths, and that it builds with like these many, many stacks of vocal harmonies, um, drums and strings and lots of piano. And so really to create that feeling of like going somewhere that you're not in the same place at the beginning of the song, it's at the end. And to me, I think that strings and piano, which are kind of my favorite instruments and the ones that I've been most um, enjoyed playing around with, I feel like those kind of cinematic elements with some kind of, you know, atmospheric synths in the background helped to create that environment of the song, which in this case is like the journey through a dark time into something better, into a rebirth. I have to admit, I did get a cinematic feel. I'm glad you used that word because that's where I was going to go. There is, if you listen to the music there is a cinematic feel to it, and I, I congratulate you. You, uh, you conveyed that very well. John Bon Jovi will jump in here. Thank I know you. you've got something to say. <laughs> well, yes, indeed. And first and foremost, Tess, welcome to the program. It really is nice to have you with us today. The music, as I think I told you during the uh, the warm up to this interview, uh, you know, I don't get to hear it uh, beforehand, and that's so I can have a, a reaction, if you will unscripted reaction mm. and what i heard uh, to me ethereal comes to mind and, and i don't know how else to put this but it's almost like a religious rhythm to it mm. and 
and, and that particularly with black clouds, it made me think of a friend of mine. Uh, I've got a very good friend that I've known him almost 50 years, and he's bipolar, and he goes into a very dark place, and then he comes back out of it again, and it goes back in and goes back out, and all the you know prescription drugs in the world don't seem to help. And so the fact that you've written about this, I think is it, it's great because it shines a light on a subject that is still pretty much in this day and age, I think, considered taboo, and it shouldn't be. So I really I thank you for doing that because uh, my friend Donald is just a very, very dear, dear man and a very good friend of mine, and it just kills me whenever he goes into one of these funks. So, uh, you know, that basically that was, you know, I don't have a question for you. I, I guess I just wanted to make a statement, and I, I appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's important to, I mean, to me, when I've gone through dark periods in my life, music was something that was able to reach me and give me hope when kind of nothing else could. And so I wanted to resurrect those experiences so that I could maybe provide that for somebody else who's going through that. Because when you are going through that kind of thing, it feels very isolating and you might not be able to ask for help. And like you said, there is still such a taboo and a stigma around it. But really, so many people struggle with this. And especially now after the pandemic, there's like such a mental health crisis. And so I really wanted to write this song to speak to someone who might be going through that and who feels like they're alone or who feels like, you know, there's no other way out. It's like sometimes when you just feel that sense that you're not alone and that other people have gotten out of this, it can help you just put that crack of light, you know, in the darkness. And sometimes that crack is all you need to just hang on until you can get through it and get help. When you, uh, when you write this music, uh, what, what is going through your mind? How does your mind choreograph uh, how the lyrics are going to be put together, what order they're going to go in? How are you going to set it to music? Uh, I guess it's just a fancy way of asking, you know, what's your thought process on all this? Yeah, I think for me, the, the thing that I start with is the lyrics and kind of writing almost like everything that I could possibly think about this subject. So this one started with the image of a black cloud and this experience that I had feeling like at that time in my life when I was going through this dark period, it felt like a black cloud inside of my body. And so I really stuck with that image and started to write all the imagery, all the feelings with it. And that sort of creative flow of stream of consciousness is kind of where I get the biggest inspiration and ideas for the song. And then afterwards, I'll go back and craft it into a story in a way that, to me, I use a lot of imagery and nature metaphors, which I think can be really useful in conveying these like feelings that are hard to put into words. And then trying to create a vibe with the chords and the melody to speak to what the lyrics are saying and really create this world and this experience for the listener to step into. Um, it all has to fit together, you know, with the instrumentation that you select, with the chord changes, with the melodies. And so that's kind of the crafting phase where you're trying to get all these different pieces to tell the same story and to try to serve the higher purpose or the higher vision of the song. It's easy to tell that your background has 
been a major influence. And we don't have time, unfortunately, to go into detail, but for the benefit of the listeners who are not familiar with you, uh, you have a background that is really, really kind of extreme. You grew up in Massachusetts in the John's home area of Boston. Uh, in high school, you traveled to El Salvador and built houses with Habitat for Humanity following an earthquake there. You have a bachelor's degree in philosophy and in mathematics, an interesting pairing there. And you have, uh, you went from there, you went into uh, uh, social entrepreneurship, building a uh, SAMHSA school, a nonprofit organization uh, to provide low-income people around the world with tools and education to, to work in the upcoming digital economy. And then what really intrigues me is you you moved into an area that we have discussed on here recently. We had uh, Grant Malloy Smith on here a few weeks ago talking about the effects of uh, of the looming AI in the music industry. We've had some comments about that on both sides, and you are very deep into working with and for AI. I would be interested to, if you can, put your perspective, your thoughts about AI as it might relate to the music industry? That's a deep question. I mean, yeah, I was working in the AI field um, while doing music for a while, and I think my interest in it was really about, you know, knowing that this is coming, this revolution is happening, how can we make sure that it is beneficial to society and it actually serves people's higher interests and it doesn't just kind of further divide us or create these risks? specifically for people that might be marginalized or not included in some of the discussions about how it's being created and what what effects it might have on, on this world. So in terms of the music industry, I think it's, <laughs> I mean, there's so many implications. At the end of the day, my personal opinion is, you know, though it's going to come with incredible disruption and things that we need to figure out about rights and ownership and all the legal elements, I think of it as just another tool, like, you know, people thought about digital audio workstations or a lot of these technological tools that we've had in the music industry as, you know, maybe taking over some aspect of human, um, you know, human work or human hands or human creativity. But at the end of the day, as artists and creators, we're just using different tools as society changes. So I think AI can be thought of as that. It can be a tool that we can use to create in ways that we can't even imagine. And I think that's terrifying to a lot of people because it's so unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. But ultimately, as artists, we're constantly adapting to what's happening and using that to create something new, you know, which AI is going to enhance our ability to in ways that I certainly can't imagine in the future. So it's exciting and it's scary, I think, both. <laughs> I have to agree with that uh, analogy there. It is definitely both. And before we run out of time here, we are trying to talk about your music. Uh, before we do run out of time, I want to give you, one, the opportunity to tell the folks how they can follow you, how they can find out about you, how they can communicate with you, and, of course, how they can get your music. Absolutely, yes. Well, I'm on all the platforms, so... Um, my website is testposingermusic.com. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok a lot. Um, if anyone watches live streams, I've been doing these live streams on Twitch. Um, just testposingermusic. You can follow me there, and I'd love to connect with you. 
and Spotify, of course, I have um, a couple of singles coming out and then an EP later this year. So that's available on all the streaming platforms. Fantastic. So there you go, folks. Uh, you know how to get in touch with her. And those of you who are looking for more information on AI as it relates to music, I'm sure if you contacted Tess, she would be more than happy to discuss it with you. And of course, I know she'll be more than happy to discuss her music. And this is an interesting pairing because, as again, as I said, we have discussed this recently, and it is a, it is something that we're going to have to deal with in the music industry. And you personify uh, better than anyone I've talked to. You personify that coming together of uh, of music and AI, and it will be very interesting and perhaps a bit scary to watch where it goes. One other thing before we let you go, and I do want to get the EP title. Do you have a title for that forthcoming EP yet? I do, but I haven't announced it yet. Coming soon. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that uh, we have among our social media pages, we started out on Facebook uh, about 11 years ago, and uh, we've kept one of the pages there. It's the David Bowers Awards Groups Music page. And if you go to that page, you can post your own notices of music news, uh, show dates, tours, anything that you want to share related to you and your music that you want to share with people, post it up there, and we will pick it up and forward it to the other pages that we post to. So we'll get you a little extra mileage in that respect. Now, last Amazing. question. This is a very deep and important song, and I want you to tell the folks about Feral Child. Yes, this song just came out two weeks ago, and it's a conversation between me and my inner child. And it's really an honest dialogue that I had to try to reconnect with her and feeling like I had kind of left her behind or abandoned her for many years. I felt that this reconnection was extremely profound in terms of healing for me and reclaiming some joy and wonder and innocence that I thought was left behind. So I really wrote it to remind people that that connection with their inner child is always there and we can kind of continue to provide maybe what that child didn't get as adults and that process can be very healing. So I hope that anyone that hears it feels that spark of magic that may exist from their inner child and can, can really feel that whenever they need to. And this is the first song I heard of yours and it was the one that caught my attention, and it is the reason you are here with us today. Tess Posner, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming and sharing not only your time, but your thoughts with us as well as your music. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen, Tess Posner with Feral Child. There she is, starving, cold, her eyes they hold, hollow her. Shallow breath, she says to me, you left me for dead, nothing's left.
joining us here today. What a uh, what a interesting show with artists. And I know I learned as a kid, my English teacher in grade school taught me, if you're going to write, write about something you know. And that's been a prescription for me all my life. And I know that they advise you to write about what you know. But the guests we've had today, all of them, their music has come directly from events that in their lives that have directly affected them for good or bad, but they are directly, their stories out of their life. And when you stop to think about it, that's what a lot of music is. It's the story of people's lives. And we're so happy that they shared it here with us today. John Bon Jovial, I think it's time for you to take us home. Thank you, David. And thank you, everybody. For your weekly attendance, you've spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards. And as always, we really are grateful for your presence each and every week. It's just wonderful knowing that we have our family surrounding us every single week here on this wonderful podcast that we do. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from our studios in Naples, Florida, and of course from the beautiful Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. I hope you'll join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFC-FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio, Saturday at noon Eastern. And if you can't pick them up on your FM radio, you know you can always go to the interwebs and get them on rochesterfreeradio.com. There, of course, you'll find the David Bowers Awards, uh, Steve Litvak and his rock and roll rumble, Armand Spinner.
spins, and he's got this amazing eclectic collection of rock and roll and other types of music that he'll play for you. And Jeff Moulton doing the ABC Oldie Show every Saturday night. And, of course, the kings of Saturday on WRFC. And that's us right here at the David Bowers Awards. And then on Sunday, of course, you'll find us on Blog Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. Now, before I get out of here, I do want to tell you about a couple of recent events that we've had befall us here at the David Bowers Awards. Great things. We have teamed up with a uh, bunch of people called Good Pods, and this is a podcasting source, and it's an app that you would download onto your phone and onto your computer, and it allows you to share information about the types of podcasts that you listen to with your friends, whether they're local or, you know, spread far and wide, and that's good pods. You can go to Google and find them, and also we've developed a new relationship with Spotify. Now, this is really cool because not only can you listen to this episode of the David Bowers Awards, but you can also listen to over 300 episodes that we've done in our 11-year lifetime here at the David Bowers Awards, and you can find all that on Spotify. It's great. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all the other crew of radio morons here at the ranch, I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial, saying you be good to each other, love one another, and write. We'll see you right here next week on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs>